Hey girl, hey, how is everyone doing? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on your time zone and when you chose to press play. This is your girl, Latreya the Life Coach, coming to you with this week's episode of Your Gift Is In Your Healing. This week's episode is a treat. You will not hear the final uh, installment of my self-care program, which was going to be affirmations this week. But I am actually going to move that to an IG live later on this week. I'm recording this actually on Sunday, sitting in my office and watching snowfall. So um, I will do the affirmations portion of the self-care later this week. But I want you guys to get ready for a treat. I had the absolute pleasure this week of being the first guest to be featured on the Queen's Corner, which is a special segment of, and then there's that, the podcast um, run by the wonderful, fantastic, my spirit sister, Eliana Bullock. Her platform is um, her next chapter. And so she also has an amazing podcast that uplifts and empowers and inspires women um, as they journey through their next chapter of life. So um, we had the great pleasure of recording this podcast. She asked me some great questions and it was just a wonderful opportunity to just sit with another queen and talk about my journey and how I got to this space. So um, I want you guys to get ready for that because that's going to be great. Um, and then also just some bad news. You know, we we know that we lost our queen mother, absolute full of grace, powerhouse. Um, mother Cicely Tyson passed away on Thursday. Um, and I'm happy that I was able to get her memoir uh, to read the inside flap. That's as far as I got. Um, and then, no, it's not. I, I read that on Wednesday when I got the book and just was like, okay, I have to read this. This this book is going to be amazing. And then after finding out that she passed away on Thursday evening, I went ahead and I read the foreword by Viola Davis. And if those two things are any indication of how amazing and how powerful this book is going to be, I cannot wait. Uh, I am attending a uh, virtual retreat this weekend. Uh, today is the last day Uh, The retreat starts in a few moments, so I'm going to hush my rambling um, and get ready for the retreat. But um, it it was just uh, this retreat, uh, 365 Days in Om, O-M. You can find them on Instagram at Om Noir, N-O-I-R-E. These women put together an amazing retreat uh, featuring some wonderful women who came and dropped some jewels about life and, and and beautifying your space and making your your home a zen space with uh, flowers and gar um, and candles and and organization and then we got some powerful um, spiritual inf- inspiration from Chrisette Michelle and then on Friday night we had an Om Noir after dark session that taught us some moves that we could put into uh, use because Valentine's Day is coming up. But today's session is about vision boards and um, journaling and meditation. And I am just so honored to just be able to sit in on these uh, amazing workshops. Um, And I heard about it kind of last minute and I was like, oh, this is great. Um, I have to do it. So prepare your ears for a wonderful treat. Um, Instead of an affirmation this week, I just want to drop you a jewel um, by Miss Queen Mother Empress, because uh, the only thing higher than a queen is an empress. So we won't dub her Empress Cicely Tyson. 
Um, challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. They're what make the instruments stretch, what makes you go beyond the norm. Take that with you through life. That That's a jewel that you can take with you, not just through this week, through life. Prepare yourself for the week. Write down your intentions. Write down your affirmations. Post them where you can be reminded of, of them on a daily basis. Sit back, get comfortable, enjoy this interview. I encourage you to please follow Eliana actually on Instagram and Facebook at her underscore next, and it's spelled N-X-T underscore chapter. That's at her underscore N-X-T underscore chapter. And also subscribe to her podcast. Um, and then there's that. You can listen to it on Spotify, um, Anchor FM. I think she's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you hear me, you can hear her. Sit back, enjoy the interview. Thank you for tuning in. Be blessed. And I will talk to you later. Hello, and thank you for joining. And then there's Dad. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful end to your week. I hope you have been practicing self-care. I hope you have been truly loving on yourself and embracing the authentic self. And I hope that you're really doing the work to walk into, to embrace, and to write the narrative for your next chapter. I'm so excited today. We have the Latreya the life coach Montero with us, and she is going to share with us some of her nuggets, her wisdom, and the light that is she. So I'm so excited. We are having our first, this is our inaugural Queen's Corner, and Miss La- Mrs. Latreya Montero will be our guest. So the next voice you hear will be me introducing Mrs. Latreya Montero, the life coach. Hello, everyone. As I promised, I am here. We are seated in the Queen's Corner, and we have Mrs. Latreya, the life coach Montero, with us. I wish you could have a round of applause. I know. You know, yay. like I need to sound. I need to sound. <laughs> so yay! Hey, So we are here. Um, in true Latreya fashion, we had our deep breaths. Y'all know yes, how she did. <laughs> we had our deep breaths. We had our centering words. And now we are ready to just check in. So, Treya, I know all that you're doing. I'm so proud and so happy. But Thank let you. the readers know who you are and what you bring to this world. All right. So, as Eliana said, I am Latreya, the life coach. I am a certified life coach who specializes in self-care and relationship recovery. I am very well versed on both of those. Um, My history comes from, and we've all experienced it, overcoming childhood trauma, overcoming um, adult trauma in the form of um, abusive relationships, Um, not just one, but uh, recovering from traumas that are physical, mental, and emotional, and just getting to a point in my life where I realized I was worth more than what I was giving, worth more than I was getting. Um, And I asked God one day, guide me where you want me to go. And I'm going to preface this by saying, when you ask God to guide you, you better be ready for where he's going to Come take on you. Now. Come because on now. Because he took me through valleys and peaks and mountaintops and right back down to the valley because I didn't appreciate the view from the top. So he had to humble me to get me to realize that I, number one, was enough. 
And number two, to realize the gifts that I were given were indeed gifts that not to be taken for granted, but to be shared because there's other women out there much like myself who were in situations and didn't know how to get out of them, didn't know who to call upon to get out of them and not realizing the first person after we call on him is ourselves. We have to be able to dig ourselves out of the hole. So that's why I'm here. Um, and I'm not here just to help you identify that, but I'm help, here to help you grow through that because there's joy and there's happiness and there's healing on the other side of whatever trauma you've gone through. It may not have been as intense as mine, but let's be honest, we've all gone through trauma yeah. and we all have to learn how to overcome it. So I help you kind of put together a, uh, a guide, a step-by-step -step on how to, number one, figure out who you are after you've realized that your trauma existed and you've started your recovery from a uh, professional mental health specialist mm -hmm. point of view, or you just realized that I, I had enough and I need to focus on me. Um, and so I'm here to help guide women through the process of focusing on them, forgiving themselves, because a lot of times we end relationships and we want closure. Mm -hmm. The only closure yeah. you need is forgiving yourself for being or for accepting less than what you deserve. Right. Sometimes you'll never get closure. I never got closure from my relationship. And we were together, my past relationship, we were together for over a decade. I'm not waiting for closure. I closed that chapter myself because I know me waiting for closure is me holding on to pain. Yeah. And I, I needed to release that. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to help women realize that their gift is indeed in their healing. Oh, love that. Love that. You said something <laughs> that kind of goes right into our first question. You said you didn't appreciate the view from the top. And so my first question um, is actually coming from Amanda Gorman, that amazing yes, national amazing. youth poet laureate. Yes, like yes. she was just powerful. And she said there's always light only if we're brave enough to see it. There is always light only if we are brave enough to be it. When you said you didn't appreciate the view from the top, can you tell us when you first chose to see the light, when you first appreciated that view? The I first appreciated the view about five or six years ago. Um, and I, I saw the light many years before that. Um, and, and before I was afraid, before I got to the mountaintop and didn't appreciate it, first of all, I was afraid to see the light because mm. of the power that it held. Um, a lot of times we're blessed with gifts and we're afraid to use them. Yes. Because we don't know, number one, if what somebody going to, people think I'm crazy because mm. I said this, that. So we dim our light because yes. we don't want other people. We don't want to outshine other people. We don't want to offend other people. Yeah. So I finally just opened my eyes. And like I said, just ask God to, to guide me where you want me to go. And that was probably about five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, through that journey of that, I had to shed some things. I had mm. to shed some people. I had to shed some layers because I had to get to, I had to look at myself in a way that I would look at somebody else trying to help them, which is be honest. Look, you ain't perfect, right? <laughs> you have Say messed that. up and, yeah. and you have some mess with you and yes. you need to fix your mess. Yes. So in me seeing my light, I had to fix my mess. I had to recognize my mess. I had to reconcile relationships with my mom. I had to reconcile relationships with friends in order for me to, and, and, and people that I dealt with, I had to humble myself to say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. Mm -hmm. Because only then was I able to forgive myself and then move forward into being able to um, accept, realize and appreciate my light and then ready myself to share it with the world.
Yeah, yeah. It's so much to be said about being willing to remove your own veil. Mm -hmm. Because with veils, I mean, if you think about it, in fashion, veils cover something. Yes. And they have this elusiveness about them that um, it's pretty, you know, excuse that, guys. Uh, They have this elusiveness about them that's pretty interesting because sometimes we welcome that. Sometimes we welcome not being seen clearly for fear of, like you said, what other people are going to say. Absolutely. And then sometimes we welcome not being seen clearly because we fear the look in their eyes. Yes. And so when you said that you had to really look at yourself, you had to remove the veil. So for in order for you to embrace that view, in order for you to embrace the light, you had to remove your own veil. Yep. So it's not like, well, it's no, honey, let me talk to you, queen, <laughs> baby. It is not like walking down the street, I mean, the street, look at me, I'm on the street. It's not <laughs> like walking down the aisle and this wonderful Boaz or Boher yes. <laughs> is right there and they're going to remove this veil and think you are absolutely beautiful. Honey, the only person you're going to see when you remove that veil is you. <laughs> so you better be ready. And that, and that goes into our next question, which this part I love because I know you just want to tear this apart. This question is a continuation of the first. Can you tell us when you chose to be the light? When you decided that you were purposed to help other women to see their light? So I've always known that my purpose was to help people. Um, I was always put in positions to teach people, to train people. Um, And it's funny, um, when I was younger, my mom always used to ask my brothers and sister, my brother and sister and I, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my sister wanted to be a movie star. And my brother wanted, I don't know what he, I think he wanted to play basketball. I was like, I want to be a nurse. And my mother's like, a nurse? It's like, yeah, I want to take care of people. I want to help people. And so fast forward, I started working for um, Visiting Nurse Association in D.C., Mm -hmm. Um, not as a nurse, but I work in um, the administrative capacity in the HR department. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that God has been calling me and calling me and calling me for years and you know how it is. He calls you and you're like, who is that? Okay, I don't feel like answering right now. I'm going to answer later. You are me? You calling me? (laughs) Um, And so... How I feel the spirit talks to me and the spirit moves me is when I'm asleep. I have very vivid, very vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a dream one night and it shook me. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was asleep and then I woke up and I was walking in the woods and there was just spirits. Um, and they were just chanting, you have to help them. You have to mm-hmm. help them. And I'm like, what is going on? So working at the Visiting Nurse Association, we had a chaplain. So I called her and I told her I wanted to talk to her and I told her about the dream. And she just sat down and she grabbed my hand and she said, baby, he's calling you. Mm. And I said, call me the what? <laughs> yeah, then there's that. And she said, you have a calling on your life. Yeah. And you have to answer it. Mm, yes. And my son was two. My youngest son was two. And I didn't answer it then. Yes, yes. Um, I kept running from it. Yeah. So he continuously put me in positions where I was still teaching people, but I was still learning myself. So about two years ago, when I started the candle business, Mm -hmm. uh, just being able to bring a level of positivity into other people's homes and just the feedback. And then I started to feel like it was a piece missing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm giving this energy to people, but I feel like they need more from me. They need something else. Mm -hmm. Like the candle was great. The candle was beautiful. The candles were lovely, but I felt like the candles were just a start for me to be in their home and to get their attention. And I felt like there was a gateway. And I feel like 
this calling is much bigger mm -hmm. than just lighting somebody's home. I feel like my purpose is to light their way to a better life. Mm -hmm. And so my story of healing and overcoming needed to be told and used as a tool to show others that their past is painful, but it doesn't define them, mm -hmm. that you can overcome anything and you can find happiness and joy and not with anybody else, but just happiness and joy and acceptance within yourself. Mm -hmm. And once I just was like, you know what? That's it. This is it. This is what I'm going to do. So last year, I think the, not, not 2020, uh, the end of 2018, 2019 is when I really started thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I want to be a life coach. Well, how do I do this? How do I do this? So I started researching and I'm like, well, I'm not licensed. So you don't need like certain, like you don't have to go to school. You know, right. your life lessons can be used as a tool to teach other women. And that's when I decided, you know what, I want to be a life coach. Um, I didn't have a name for my life coach platform. I didn't have anything. And I started journaling and I started meditating. And one day I was meditating and as clear as day, your gift is in your healing. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's it. That's yeah. it. So I, I've changed the name of my platform from your gift is in your healing to my name because I want that to be the identifier. But your gift is in your healing is, is going to be my course load okay. um, to show other women that their gift is in their healing because God gave me that. I can't just let it go. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be near you when you let that go. No, sir. No, sir. But, yes. you know, you mentioned your candles and I remember, um, you know, I, I jumped on as soon as that website went up, honey. Let me yes. tell y'all out there in listenership world. You were one you of my best number one customers. Yes, you were. <laughs> I was ordering those candles. But what resonated with me more than the candle was your process in preparing the mm -hmm. atmosphere for the candle. Yes. When you told me that you meditate and you sage yes. and you clear the energy because whatever you encapsulate into that candle yeah. is going to be released in someone's home. That was so powerful for me. Yeah, because I, I and, and Deborah, my wife used to go, she go, and, and it was funny. I had a whole, like, I would put on my caftan. Yeah. I, I would put on my music. Like, I had to have certain music playing. I would burn incense after I saged because I wanted to make sure that I was bringing something positive, not mm -hmm. just the fragrance load, but the 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 healing like people were like your your candles are so common I'm like great it's doing what it's supposed to you know mm -hmm. and and I took pride in that yes. like um I think like my mom called me one day and right before I started making candles and she was talking about something and I said mm -mm, I'm about to make candles she goes oh I'm sorry bad okay yeah. I already know I gotta go and I had to resage and do everything mm -hmm. and 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 that that was just and that is what brought me to this point because, um, and I was going to talk about this with the, the next response, but what I found is um, through meditation and journaling, mm -hmm. um, my ancestors and the spirits are, are talking to me more. And I feel like that's because through the candle making, I have opened myself up and opened my spirit up to receive mm -hmm. more messages and, and just more communication from them. So like my like I wake up in the middle of the night and just start writing. She's like, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. I say like, something came to me. I got to get it out. <laughs> I got to get it out. Yeah. And she's like, oh, OK. So, you know, the candle for me, the candle making um, was just a gateway yeah. to something much bigger. And, you know, we, we talked about it because people have contacted us. Are you guys done making the candles? And I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so we may reintroduce them at some point. It's funny. I did make two candles before I left home because Same. I said, I need 
I need, I've ordered candles from somewhere and the candles were nice. Yeah. Um, and then we did go to Bath and Body Works and got a candle from there and I went home and I burned it and I was like, what is this? Well, I, you know what? I can't do. <laughs> I mean, cause it's something about an aroma and it's something about a, a overwhelming Wyoming. scent. Yes. And you know, like that scent, like your great aunt when you in church and everybody <laughs> smell her. Right. Right. She come down I the can't do that smell. It's just too overpowering. It's too strong. I can't do it. But no, I, I definitely get it. Now the next um, quote that I wanted to challenge was Rumi once said, the soul has been given its own ears to hear things the mind does not understand. So women, we're just built to have this gut instinct, but we don't often listen right. to it. So you've kind of told us that you're now listening <coughs> to your soul and that's our connective, um, our connectivity right. to our ancestors. That's our connectivity to God. You're listening to it now. When do you, think that you transitioned from the noise of the world to listening to the internal? Well, my mom always told me I was an old soul. <laughs> like right. you are an old soul. So I remember as a child being in the presence of some people and I would just automatically feel reserved. Mm. And then being in the presence of other people and I just automatically felt a level of comfort. And so it didn't dawn on me until, of course, I got older that that was my gut, that was my intuition, that was my um, security system, that was my spirit telling me, no, 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 yeah. you know, stay away. <clears throat> and and growing up and even as an adult, even though with those alarms went off, we ignored them. Mm -hmm. I ignored them. Um, I put myself in situations I had no business being in. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to say maybe about 10 years ago is when the alarm started going off real loud. Okay. And it was to a point where I was like, all right, it's time to listen. It's time. Like, don't go here. Don't go there. There's something about this person. Something's not right. Something's off. You have to protect your space. So about 10 years ago is when I started creating boundaries okay. um, and protecting my peace and protecting my space. And, you know, when you go in through a change and you start doing things a little different, people are like, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, you think you're better than some? Mm. I'm better than this mess you're trying to drag me into. I'm better than this mess that you are putting me in. So I think probably about 10 years ago is when I really, I, I kind of opened the door a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then probably about five or six years ago when, is when I was like, all right. I'm accepting, uh, honestly, about five or six years ago is when I really just started accepting what my purpose was mm -hmm. um, and just shedding all the layers and just shedding all the mess mm -hmm. and um, establishing wider boundaries. Because sometimes we just put boundaries around ourselves and think, it's just going to encompass me and my family. And sometimes we need to stretch that boundary a little wider. <laughs> Girl, come on now. Because, you know, we, we sometimes we keep it in the people that actually need to be out, you know. Yes. And so I, I just, you know, it's been a it's been a great um, process. Yeah, it's, it's been a great process. And so, you know, I think just being comfortable with who I am as, as far as my soul and being able to look at my pure self mm -hmm. um, has gifted me with the ability to share me with the world. Yeah. Um, and I'm just. It's just great. It's a Isn't great. It it's, it's so freeing to be able to um, accept your gift and not be fearful of anybody going to tell you you're crazy. Like years ago, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, my ancestors talked to me and the spirit guides." And my family would have looked at me like, "Uh, uh, wait a minute." We're taking her to that place, and they go put that coat on, her and right. they come back and see her later. Right, and then yeah. when you know. Uh, 
part of my journey to self-discovery is last year, you know, we all know our parents, our grandparents, yeah. you know, but part of my self-discovery was to figure out where I came from beyond that. Mm. So in part of that, you know, my mom always told us, well, our ancestors were Indian and white and black. And I'm like, okay, but Indian what? Like, you know, so she gave me the name of a tribe that she thought we were members of, but I did my research and that's not us at all. We're a totally different tribe. And so I tasked my sons with, I need y'all to find out what, you know, what our tribe was, what was their purpose or what the, what was their spirit animal? What was their thought process? Right. Like, and so, you know, they uncovered just some amazing things that made sense to kind of, you know, cause you know, things happen in your family and you don't know what the methodology of it is or mm -hmm. where it came from. <clears throat> so on my mom's side of the family, who was the predominant uh, family in our life, mm -hmm. the women were, they ran everything, mm -hmm. you know, they were very controlling. They, they, they established rules and boundaries. Right. And so growing up, we saw strong women and then mm. we became these strong women and almost to our detriment because it, we were so strong, we didn't need anybody. Mm -hmm. That's what we were taught. So in the process of figuring out where I came from, that was the method of the tribe that our family originated from because um, unlike European standards where you're born into a family, you automatically take on the traits of the father. Mm. The tribe that our family originated from, when you're born, you take on the trait of the mother. Wow. So the mother was the dominant force in the house because she was the one who ran the house while the man was out making mm. a home. And that filtered down. So, it, you know, growing up, we were all like, why are our aunts and our moms so like, raw, like on top? Mm -hmm. it's, in it, it's in the blood, yeah, you know. It's, it's in the blood. Yeah. They, it's inherited. It's not anything that they just learn how to do. Right. It, that was who they was. So that helped give me clarity on why my mom was the way that she was, mm -hmm. and that helped give me clarity on how I was the way I was. Because I'm, you know, before I, I married my wife, I was very. I got this. I don't need you. Mm -hmm. I don't need you. I got this. I don't need you. I got this. It's nice if you want to help, but I don't need you. I got this. Right. Um. And so just to be able to put my hands on that information, it's like wow. Mm -hmm. This is great, you know. And then my mom's like, "Yes, I know this. I know." And the duh, and you know, my great great my great grandmother, great great grandma, mm -hmm. no great grandmother. Her anniversary of her death was just the other day. Okay. Um, and my mom is like, "You were the was I the I was the second to the last baby that she held." But my mother was like, oh. she was always like, "You were this baby's the old soul. She's an old baby." Oh. But, you know, it's just just the journey of discovering who you are and where you come from. Mm -hmm. It's so much deeper than just pulling back one layer. You got to sometimes go real deep to a real ugly place oh, yeah. and you got to ask questions that you don't really want to ask. Mm -hmm. You will have to answer some questions that you really don't want to answer. But in your healing, um, your healing may be helping somebody else. Heal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we have to answer questions that are uncomfortable, but it's helping them heal through something else too. So yeah. we have to be cognizant of that too. Our healing all the time isn't just about us. No. It's it it's about it's about other people too. So yeah. and I don't think people really take that into consideration. They I'm healing me for me. But in healing yourself, you have to remember the people that are connected to you. Mm -hmm. You know, in your healing, you have to help them understand how you got to that point. And how they can get to that point and yeah. you guys can come to, you know, some some point of understanding. 
yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I, I agree with you. <laughs> our healing builds our muscle mm-hmm. because we go into our own dark places. And when we have the strength to go into our own dark places, we have the strength to hold our sister's hand while we walk with her into hers. Yep. And then sometimes, you know, some of us can go into our dark places mm-hmm. by ourselves. But some of us need people like you, life coaches, Mm -hmm. that can help us go into our dark spaces, embrace what's in there, get it all out to the light and deal with it without judging. Yeah, and deal with it. And I think the strength (laughs) of 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 self-evolution, the the greatest symbol of the strength of your self-evolution is how much you can help another woman evolve. It is never how far you go because we're not made to be individually indispensable superheroes. No, we are made to be a collective being, all of us connected, which means if you're sinking, eventually I'm sinking too, if I'm not sinking already. So I think that, I think that's so powerful. So we have talked about so much. And now we're going to get into the fun stuff because in the Queen's Corner, we have a drop the mic moment. It's that moment where you can drop that morsel of wisdom that you know every woman needs to hear today, January 26, 2021, with understanding everything that's going on in your life, in the world, what you see. What is your wisdom? What is that drop that you want to give to the women and say, okay, my mic is dropped and we can shut it down. Because I have spoken, baby. So I'm going to go to my affirmations. Um, Eliana knows I'm, I'm all about affirmations. And I have recently started writing my own affirmations. Because, like I said, when you open yourself up to receiving um, messages and energy, um, you get them. Yes. <laughs> yes, you, you receive them. So you have to be... Um, open to them. So that's why there's always a pen beside my bed. There's always my phone. There's always something um, in my reach. So I actually uh, said this affirmation on one of my podcasts, but because it is so great and I feel so passionate about it, I want to share this with your listeners as well. Um, And it's called You Are Worthy. You are worthy, deserving of it all, Queen. Everything you see is yours for the taking. So stop waiting for permission and go get your blessing. The future is female. The future is you. So what are you waiting for? Your birthright is the green light. So ready, set, go. Well, there's (laughs) nothing left to say on that one. But in then, there's that. Hey, girl. Hey, if you would like to follow me on social media, my handles are at Latreya, the life coach on both Instagram and Facebook. And please be sure to go over to my website, LatreyaTheLifeCoach.com and grab you a Hey Girl Hey t-shirt and a mug. I also have my 31 day journal challenge available for you to pick up. It is non-dated, so you can start it as soon as what? February 1st. Thanks for tuning in.